Welcome back, guys, to uh, another episode of Triple T Outdoors. Um, I'm your host, Tyler. We got Tucker here. Um, we got one guy missing. He decided he wanted to take a long vacation to Thailand. Um, so we have a couple guys stepping in. Uh, we have a guest, and we have a, uh, a guest host here. Um, one, one guy here to my right, your left, is uh, a familiar voice. Um, this is Matt. Introduce yourself again. Matt, Matt Peters. Um, and then our guest today is, uh, I never did catch your last name, but I know your first name's Dan. Dan Price. Dan Price. Um, you're a good friend of, uh, of these guys, right? Yeah, me and Matt are cousins. Oh, yeah? Well, um... Bunch of stories. So, yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of, uh, a lot of things about you as far as your stories, and that's kind of the... It's all good, though, right? I don't know about that. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so we want to get want to get you in here and talk about some of the stuff that you've experienced in your life and uh, obviously most stuff in the outdoors world, right? <laughs> yeah, a lot with Matt. Yeah. Um, what what, uh, what do you mainly focus on, Dan? Hunting wise? Uh, coon hunting's my favorite. Coon hunting, rabbit, squirrel. So that's the similarity between you and Matt. There is yep. coon hunting. Coon okay. hunting. That yep. makes we, sense. We pretty much grew up coon hunting. And Dan was about six months older than I am, so he always got he had his driver's license first. Yep. So he started picking me up when we were teenagers. We started hunting from from then. Yep. We went duck hunting a couple of times out of Matt's Nova. Right. Seventy six Nova. Play Stairway to Heaven while he's waiting on. Uh, Shoot the yep. daylight. Man, that, that's a, that's that, a good time right there. That and ZZ Top. ZZ Top. Yep. Every every tape Matt had in his. Horseshoe and truck was ZZ Top, all <laughs> the way all the way me. to Medina Horseshoe Horseshoes, ZZ Top. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow that doesn't surprise me. Um, Do you have a squirrel dog, Dan? Yeah. What what kind? Uh, he's half cur, half walker. He, he trees good. Coon. He good. He's better than most that I've had. Yeah. Had a lot of dumb ones. Coon at night, squirrel during the day. Yeah, he's better at squirrel hunting now. Oh yeah. Yeah. I feel like I don't know. I feel like they favor one or the other. They're never really great at both. Right. Like we had a we had a mountain cur. It loved coon more than squirrels. Yeah. But yeah. They're all very. Yeah. I've had feist, all kinds of different crossbreds, but he's a pretty good one. Do you lean more towards what you got now than a than a feist? Yeah, I like the feist a lot better. I like their look. I mean, he looks kind of goofy being a big bobtailed black, white, and tan dog, but. I don't care what they look like on the tree. You know, they all look good. As long as they tree. As long as they tree and have one, he's pretty accurate. <clears throat> I've never squirrel hunt with a dog. Um, it's always been just like sit there and wait for something to bark in the woods. You know, it's a different ball game for sure. <laughs> a lot more yeah. action. You know, on his, and up until we started uh, doing this podcast stuff, I never even heard of a squirrel dog. Oh, I've yeah. never heard of it until until we started doing this. And what's uh, why hunt squirrels with a dog? Just more fun. Just more fun. You should go. It's just like coon hunting in the daytime. Oh, I guess you, that makes sense. You don't sense. sit and wait. You, yeah. You, yeah. You're you always go. going after the dog. The dog's running a track, treeing, and you're always going from tree to tree to tree to, huh. to shoot the squirrel. Yeah. I guess all dogs all dogs love uh, love chasing squirrels. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I have a coon dog right now. She's uh, about nine months old, but her favorite sport is rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a fast rabbit dog. I've had her tree a coon on the bird feeder once, but every time I turn her loose, she's gone. Rabbits just circling. <laughs> and, I mean, 
Runs right with my beagles. I, I could say I've had coon dogs run deer before, but I've never had a coon dog run <clears throat> rabbits. Yeah, I got a first strike at a night hunt about 15 years ago. He started running rabbits. Mike, I'm up in Medina, cut the dogs loose. He headed for the Greenbrier patch. <laughs> right off the rip, I'm with Terry Huff, and uh, I'm like, striking. I'm like, oh. Terry goes, he leans over and he goes, you know, that's a rabbit. And I'm like, shut the hell up. <laughs> so about two minutes into the chase, another dog about 100 yards hit a tree. Mike dropped the rabbit, went in, I had second tree. <laughs> and that guy wasn't real happy. <laughs> his dog did all the work and he piggybacked yep. off of it. But Mike didn't run any more rabbits that night and I won the cast. <laughs> So, um, should we start this out by talking a little bit about what we've been doing, like a little recap since our last yeah, episode? Yeah, probably quick? should. Probably should. Um, so, I guess I'll start off with, uh, you know, clearly Tyson's not here. Um, Tyson took a little family trip to Thailand. Um, he'll be yep. back probably two episodes. So, we'll uh, we'll catch back up with him whenever that'll happen. I'm sure we'll have lots of stories about that. Um, as far as me... I've had a lot of new experiences the last couple of weeks, and I know that's kind of a common reoccurrence every time we do an episode, but uh, I've done a couple of new things since last. I've, we, we went pigeon hunting um, up until we started doing this podcast. Didn't even know it was a thing, once again. Did you use a dog? Yeah, Roger had a dog. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't as eventful as I thought it was going to be, but it was a lot of fun. How many did you kill? Oh, man, we got, what, 11 that day? 11? That's still not too yeah. bad. And it was like uh, about a week before uh, dove season started, and we seen more dove than we seen pigeon. Yeah, and they were even like, like cupping the decoys and yeah, stuff like that. That's how it usually works. And we're just sitting there looking at all these dove we could kill in like a couple days, and then uh, we, we didn't see the pigeons as much as we thought we were going to. But there were some some wild looking pigeons. Um, I didn't know they had so many little different uh, like color schemes to them. And then uh, what? You know, September 1st rolls around, we hit dove season. So uh, I got to experience that for the first time. And that is so much fun. We had a pretty good so much fun. Pretty good evening at my house. Yeah, I've never had a dream about hunting. And I had a dream about dove hunting after my first night. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was awesome. Um, Did you it, buy a retriever the next day? Well, I had a retriever, but he hasn't, he hasn't been on a dove hunt with me yet. Um, his first hunt was two weeks ago out of their place. And, retrieving uh, some pheasants right? yeah he did pretty good last night we used him as a beer pong retriever <laughs> <laughs> so he was he was get as the balls would go down the road he would go get them. it was perfect um but yeah it was we ended up killing uh 30 33 yeah 33 doves 33 that night that night came back the next day and killed 15 right, yeah about halfed it yep so it was a good time Really a lot of fun, time. a lot of shooting. How many shells did you shoot, oh, Tyler? Man, I brought a hundred shells <laughs> and went through all of them. All <laughs> did of them you really? Like, like twenty of them, and, and the next and you day, you killed eleven. Yeah, I probably killed eleven. <laughs> maybe, maybe eleven. <laughs> hey, it's better than ten. Uh, it was. What we, we have four, three shooters most of the time. Then he was he he bowed out a little yeah. bit early. He had to go get ducks. I it was everything was happening. <clears throat> It was pretty lull for what the first two hours we started what yeah. seven o'clock or something. We like that. scratched some. We had probably about seven. Yeah. Before. But as soon as the sun hit on the other side of the trees, it was it opened up. <laughs> there was more dove than you could you can count. 
and I couldn't get shells in my gun fast enough. No yeah. kidding. And I was I was putting shells in my gun, pulling it up, not even like getting it to my shoulder all the way and pulling the trigger. I had a, a bruise on my arm like that because <laughs> I was just it was just in, so exciting just to get going. And you get shells in your gun, you're back up there, and it was it was exciting. And then uh, next day, kind of same thing, but I I made a rookie mistake and I wore shorts and no no. Uh, Mosquito repellent. Bugs ate you. <laughs> I got ate alive. <laughs> then we end up cleaning those doves. We're gonna plan on cooking them for the week of gun season. Yeah, we're gonna have a have that, a day. Yeah, that Monday. We all Jalapeno poppers. Jalapeno poppers. And then uh, the nice. wife's gonna make those uh, pumpkin. Oh yeah, again. you got you got to make them. <laughs> I think Kale said that his mom's gonna make some sloppy joes. So I might be, be able to do a uh, a pork roast or something. So we're gonna pull. Some pulled pork or something. Should We're be fun. We're not going to go hungry, that's for sure. Yeah. No, not this year. <laughs> not this year. We had cookies Dan, and sweets Dan, you, last time. you deer hunt, Dan? Uh, I've killed a few, but not not too much. Would you do go on a deer drive with us? Oh, I could do that. Yeah? Sure. The only time I ever went before, I was getting shot at, and I was like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm gonna. Shot at all right, we won't I'm, shoot at you. I'm going to hunt by myself. No, <laughs> I really like you guys. Thanks for the invite, but. Boy, I'm busier than hell tomorrow. I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> um, so what about you, Tucker? Let's recap you. What, what have you been up to? Yeah, you pretty much, I did a lot of that stuff with you. I mean, we did that dove hunt. And then <clears throat> i just been working, doing duck hunts and pheasant hunts and cleaning some birds and uh, killed some doves. And then me and Roger and my dad went back to the same place you went pigeon hunting. We went dove hunting. We seen three doves. Zippo. That's wild. We didn't. We only killed one. He killed one. The amount of dove we seen that day. Yeah, it was, was a letdown. Ridiculous. It has. It had to have been hunted or something. It had to have been. I. I, I don't know. They just. They just weren't there. Like. Like they were. So we kind of picked up early. We're like, this ain't it. We gotta go find a different spot. So uh, we're driving down the road. And there we seen about 150 pigeons just grazing like cows out across this field. It was freshly tilled dirt. And uh, they were everywhere. I'm like, we need to hunt there. Roger's like, well, I got permission there. We can hunt there. So he didn't know we were if we were allowed to hunt that particular spot. So we double-checked with the farmer <clears throat> and then went back in. We ended up, we hunted for about an hour. An hour tops. We 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 didn't go when it was prime time because yeah. we missed it in the, like the early mornings. Probably your best shot. And uh, we end up killing eight eight pigeons, eight doves. Yeah, we killed sixteen. I mean, it's still a lot of fun. We seen a lot of seen a lot of pigeons. That flock that was kind of like went off. They went out back onto the silos and they they came back to us. And they were like, there was a hundred of them in front of us. And me and Roger picked the same bird and killed it. We both shot the same bird. <laughs> dusted it. We, we dusted it. We didn't kill any other ones because we were focused on the same one. Him and I did that numerous times when we were in Argentina. Oh, I bet. A flock of doves would fly over. We'd both shoot a bird. It was the same bird. Yeah. <laughs> one just looks Oof. a little bit better and slower yeah. and lower. I mean, it just looks better to you. And you just, I don't know. It. I don't know what about it. Just makes you pick it. <laughs> but yeah, that's about it for me, man. Um, I hope coming up here soon. We we kind of missed the like this early goose. Yeah, 
kind of missed it a little bit, but geese are so hard to hunt early on because they just there's so much grass for them. They're yeah. they're, they're just everywhere. And the second you find a place where there's a bunch of geese, they end up moving on. Gone. You. Yeah, and then you see them in the most populated areas, which is baffles me. But they're right next to a shopping center. Yeah, <laughs> six hundred of them. You can't hunt there. No. <laughs> go you can, but it only not be, legally. It'd be I was one driving, time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was driving past the mall and I was I was looking at the geese and I was like, "There's a band. There's a band. There's a band. There's, like three, there's a three bands in this oh my big God. old fuck of geese." <laughs> I just go wring their neck and put them in the back of the truck. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, I guess that's kind of a good recap, huh? Yeah, that's probably about it for me. So, um, let's just when, when you take the reins on this one and, and kind of talk to Dan. I don't know a lot about his stories and anything that um, really to ask. Dan, so Dan is full of good stories. Every time Dan comes down hunting bullseye, I swear he hunts for an hour and we talk for another extra hour after that. And he tells stories. I've heard some stories twice, and I've laughed just the same about <laughs> the, about most of them. Dan, it's it's pretty much true. You can you can go coon hunting and have the best story every single time you go because because something crazy happens. There's every time. Never a dull moment. That's what makes it fun. Some nights you wish you wouldn't hunt. <laughs> <laughs> I've been out before and hunting. crawled and through thought, the briars. Boy, I wish I would have stayed at home tonight. <laughs> Cussed, get in there, and then debate on what to do with that dog. <laughs> Yeah. So you had some good stories. Uh, some of the stories I like to listen to you tell was uh, you might have turned dog <laughs> loose on a on property you was allowed to hunt on, but it ended up not being on property you wasn't allowed to be on. Three quarters of the time. <laughs> Three yeah, quarters of the, most time. Of the time. Dad's yeah. dad swears. Go ahead. It, it's you. You can't. I'm convinced after coon hunting for years. You cannot coon hunt legally because you can oh. go in the middle of thirteen thousand acre piece that you're allowed to be on. They'll go right through that and tree on a half acre somewhere where you're not supposed to be in their backyard. Yes. One night, uh, that same dog, that Mike dog, he was running deer pretty good, and he wasn't smart enough yet to get off on a coon. And he was in Maldonado Road behind the house. I turned loose about a mile down the road, and he ran a deer to the house, and it was a farm, and it was all cut out briars. Well, I can't crawl in there and get him. So I'm sitting out in front of the house, backed off as much as I could. Sheriff pulls up. Oh, here we go. But I couldn't see him. He parked, you know, where he's safe in case I do something stupid. I explained to the guy what was up. He was a real nice guy. He wasn't, you know, being a smart ass or anything. It's like 1 o'clock in the morning. I said, hey, my dog's up in there. He's too dumb to get out of there and tree a coon. I'm just waiting on him so I don't, you know, have to go home and then get a phone call and come back tomorrow. Hey, no problem. He said, I just had to answer the call because somebody called and said you were sitting out here and it's 1 o'clock. And He said, hey, have a good night. Get out of here as soon as you can. I'm like, no problem. I'll see you. Thanks a lot. So I never moved. He turned around. It wasn't 10 minutes. It was probably like 5. He pulled back up, same exact spot. He says, I thought I told you to get the hell out of here. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I wanted to say some bad things, but it's a cop, you know? So I, I'm just froze, like, what? And then he got to laughing. Well, here, 
Here was a good buddy of mine, Joe Lowry's son, Bruce Lowry, who's a sheriff. He just happened to be on Old Town Valley Road, and he heard the call, heard my name come across, and he's like, I'm going to go mess with Dan. <laughs> I can't believe we didn't wake the people back up that made the phone call, because we were standing out there laughing. <laughs> it seems like about every time you go, somebody's calling the sheriff on you. Oh, geez. Somebody's shooting their shotgun down through the trees. Yeah. at you. Boy, I tell you, it's that's it's, enough to not hunt anymore. It, it's all you're getting shot. I, at. I, I yeah. can't believe we we did it every night, every all night. the time, over and over. Yeah, we got shot at last night. Let's see if we can't get shot at again tonight. <laughs> yeah, me and Dinger was out one night out Old Town. This was 25 years ago. They ran a deer, all three of them. They got treed, and Dinger is all nervous. He's like, "This guy will shoot," and I'm like, "It's cold. It's there's an inch of snow on the ground." Why would he shoot? He's in bed. You know, it was one or two in the morning. We walked in there, and one of John's dogs was clear up in the tree. It was a big leaning tree on a high wall. Climbed it. And I said, I just said, what are we going to do about Sue? And the guy up on top of the ridge starts blazing. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. He's hammering. Our lights go out. Dinger says, Sue, let's go. <laughs> So we're running through the woods with our lights out. At least there was some snow on the ground. We're running, and we heard a thump. We're like, oh, Sue came down. <laughs> so I give him my dog, and he went to the truck. I went back, got Sue, and that guy's still up on the hill blazing. I don't know what he was saying, but it wasn't nice things. He was <laughs> screaming. <laughs> the last time, I, last time I had a dog climb a tree, I got the dog off of you. Her name was Rudder. Oh, yeah. You remember Rudder? She was tough. She climbed a tree. We get there. She's 35 plus feet in this tree. And we had, there was three or four of us there. No idea, no way to get her down. So the, we come up with this plan. I took my coat off and I had two guys hold the coat for like a trampoline. <laughs> Stand underneath her. When she comes down, you catch her. <laughs> so I squalled with the coon squall. She turned around and started to come back down. Of course, she she fell 30 feet. Here comes the guys. They're watching. They're watching. You want to catch her? All of a sudden, poof. <laughs> this dog hits on the ground right beside him. <laughs> they didn't catch her, huh? They missed her. Knocked She's the, laid there, coughed knocked and, the wind out of her. Oh she yeah, coughed and spit and sputtered for fifteen minutes. I thought it, I thought it killed her. She, she probably bounced. She didn't land on her feet. She landed like on her side. Oh flat. god, I thought it killed her, but she, she was okay. <laughs> oh, oh, that's boy. good. Yeah, there's. Let's it, let's hear about this story. You guys were ranting and raving on the way here. I'm telling them to tell to hold the stories for the podcast <clears throat> about this dog that got in the water with the coon. Oh, at the, at the time, I have a broken leg, so I'm on crutches. He's on crutches. How'd you break your leg? I did it wrestling. Yeah, at Cleveland State. Yep. But yep, he's home on crutches. He has three screws, if okay. I got it right, well, sticking five out. Five screws. Five screws. With wing nuts on him, <laughs> on the outside of his skin. And he's got to go into the doctor, I think, like once a week, and they go in there and tighten them up. 
<laughs> but whenever Matt called and said, I want to go coon hunting, I'm like, what? <laughs> you mean you can sit on the tailgate? No, I'm going coon hunting. <laughs> so he went. Well, I ain't got to tell him no, you know. <laughs> you have to picture, you have to understand, though, I was on crutches for the better part of a year. Right. So it wasn't like in six weeks I'm going to go coon hunting. <laughs> yeah. Right. It was too long. I wasn't going to wait that long. Right. No patience. No patience. <laughs> so, so my dog got in a big creek. We don't wasn't we in Rust Township? We was in Rust Township. How long ago you think was this? This was that was April. That was my first was coon in, hound. It was in eighty nine. Eighty nine. No, it wasn't. Yeah, but it was April. The dog, not April the month. Okay. <laughs> April the dog. Okay. Yeah, I didn't name her. It, it just that's stuck. Feminine that, name, that's what man. was on the paper. I know. I called her all kinds of things, but April. <laughs> she never listened. Good dog. Just you couldn't call her. You know? so we we know that this dog has the coon in the creek. There's a real sharp bend in the creek, and the coon is up underneath the bank. We were hunting with my brother. Yep. So, coon and water and a coon dog is very dangerous to be around because a coon will drown the dog. It'll climb right on the dog's head and drown it. And we know this, and we know they're in the creek. So I have the rifle. Dan takes off running ahead of me, and I'm crutching as fast as I can go across the field. Carrying a rifle. Carrying the rifle. Might as well have been dragging a His brick. His brother Corey's behind me. <laughs> and I hit a cow hole with the crutches, and I'm going as fast as I could go. And I stumble and I fall and I fell I fell face down. Down goes Frazier. <laughs> or or Anderson if you're an Indians fan. And all that bolt sticking out of my leg drives down into the mud. Oh my God. <laughs> and all I could think of is we gotta save this dog. So I rolled over and I held the gun up I- in the air. And his brother is running. Here he comes. I pass the gun off like a baton. He don't even see if I'm okay. He just takes the gun and keeps right on running. And he ran to you. You were you were waiting on the you were looking at the dog on the creek. He ran to me, and I'm trying to follow him because they were they were underwater. Yeah, the current the current was taking him down. Oh, okay. By this I'm point. I'm trotting along on the side, and I'd see him, and then I wouldn't because the coon was on the dog's head. I get up there and I've loaded it. It was a single shot. You know what I mean? It wasn't a... Like a bolt action or a single breakdown? No, bolt action. Single, bolt action, single shot. True single shot. Okay. And uh, yeah, no scope or anything. Open sights. Open sights. But you know, if you need a scope, then why take the gun? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so anyhow, uh, I'm like, I remember aiming and running and I'm like, I don't want to kill my dog. And I'm like, Corey, I got it. I got it. He's like, you have to shoot. So I it's gonna, shot. It's going to drown the dog if you don't. So I shot and took a chance, and luckily I hit the coon. The coon let go of the dog. The dog made it to the bank. Coon made it to the bank. How many times did you shoot before you hit the, before you got the coon? Did you I miss? shot. I shot. Yeah. I I hit it the first time. I heard a thump. Yeah. And I'm their dog. That's you're thinking. That's my dog. Yeah. I was sick. Yeah. I'm loading and trotting and shooting. Yeah. And then they finally separated. We saved the dog. Did so. you ever get the coon? I, no, we never did nope. get the coon. The coon was still alive up on the bank underneath there, and if I could have shot, I would have. We never did get the coon. Never did get it. It was, well, the it, current carried it down a ways. Oh, it was a hell of a ways. real thick brush on each side of the creek, and we, we couldn't get to it. No, because I really wanted that one. At that yeah. point in time, <laughs> I was just interested in saving the dog. Right, and then it was like, hey, wonder how Matt's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Ten minutes later, they come back to look for me. Start peeling the mud out of the screws in the side of his leg. Is this what kicked off the uh, the infection? Uh, or was that 
No. After the infection. That, that was, was horse crap that probably oh, boosted no. that infection. <laughs> that was from horse meat. <clears throat> oh, man. Huh. So one leg injury turned into a couple years of pain for you. No, and... I mean, it was only a year. Oh. <laughs> only a year. <laughs> Most people wouldn't have went back to wrestling, but, man, he's tough. He, yeah. uh, he, I don't know how he did it. I don't know whether I'm tough or You are. Dumb, you're awesome both <laughs> i was just about to say but I'm both not. maybe both <laughs> maybe both well i'm not very good wrestler but I've, i wrestled and i never took him down once in my entire life ever maybe i'll do it now. and i was older than him weighed more than him was taller than him would sneak up behind him grab him and somehow houdini on my back <laughs> I mean, I never went to state, but you know, you'd think once. Yeah, dude, once. <laughs> One time you can catch him Sneak up, right? attack I'm like, or something. If I got to hit him in the head with a stick, I'm going to quit trying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. How many dogs you got right now, Dan? I have uh, two Walker pups. I have a black and tan broke dog I bought for a pup trainer. First black and tan I ever owned. I was going to say black and tan. There's got there's got to be a problem there. Yeah, I couldn't find a walker that didn't run deer to help train my pups, so I bought a black and tan, and uh, I got that cur. I have three beagles. Oh, you do have beagles? Yep. Any good? Yeah, some are better than others. They're still eating my feed, so they must not be too bad. Because <laughs> <laughs> those things, you you can go through some before you find a good one. Yeah. Some yeah. of the best coon dogs I ever got, I got off of you. Yeah, we had we had a good but run there for a while. I think Rudder was by far the best one I ever got from Yeah. Me. The best one you ever bought, as far as the name goes, I sold you a dog named Clovis. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Old Clovis. Old what a Clovis. He, he wasn't that good, but he would treat coon. He'd treat coon. He'd treat coon. <clears throat> he wasn't a competition dog, but he, he would treat coon. Yeah. Now, when you say competition... What what does that entail? What does competition coon hunting entail? A lot of insanity. <laughs> you got to do either the most fun you've ever had, or the worst day of your life. Never go back again. Never ever go back again. <laughs> About Tuesday, you think, huh? I wonder where the hunt's at Friday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, just... <laughs> actually, what it entails is you go out and they call them four. Do- uh, they call them a cast. You go out in four dog groups. You'll have a guide and a judge. You cut the dogs, you get them on a line, you cut them loose, and it's just like a true coon hunt. You cut the dogs loose. Whatever one finds the coon first and barks, then the owner of that you know, dog will strike it. How do you know How do you know what dog strikes well, out there? Generally, people know the dog's voice. The owner knows the dog's voice. Unless they cheat and Unless just call the cheat, first one that barks. And the very first one that barks cheaters will strike their dog then you got to fight else's dog you got cheaters and everything there's money involved there's cheaters and a lot of those hunts the only thing involves a ribbon or a trophy and they still cheat yeah you know what i'm saying (laughs) they want the points yeah but But. there's been times that i have gone one time that i know i had uh, the dog called rudder i got off of you and I was hunting with a guy named, by the name of Kenny Mason. He always has really good dogs. Really good dogs. And he's a hell of a guy. He's, he's a super nice guy. And there's a story behind that. There's an off story behind it. But I told him that he, he ended up beating me at the last five or ten minutes of the hunt. And I told him, I'm, I'm not a very good loser, but I told him that was the most fun I ever had and lost. Yep. 
Yep. We get back to my truck, and my I have an old beater coon hunting truck. Believe it or not, I had a deer antler holding the... Uh, <laughs> the green uh, one? Yeah, the green one. And it, it, the intake, it, it the choke would be st- stuck on, and it would flood the truck. So <laughs> one night, I took a deer antler and shoved down in there to keep that choke open. And five years later... The deer antler was still in the intake. Oh, I believe it. But I drove it. <laughs> Kenny Mason was with me. We get back, and my truck's on fire because uh, it backfired. <laughs> and that was the only vehicle we had when we was in the middle of nowhere. Oh, geez. And I popped my hood, and Kenny Mason took off his coat and got up in the engine and tamped it out and got it out. No kidding. Started the truck and drove it back. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's uh, wild. Hey, that green truck. Remember that day you had a coon in the bed? You called me up and I said, hey, bring your pups. I got a coon for us. You know, it's in the back of the green truck. He called it the green weenie. Greenie weenie, yep. And uh, we're down there and we're talking and I'm talking to Kim and the kids. And we went out and Matt had, it was either a brand new coat or a brand new pair of bibs. I had, it was a pair of bibs. And <laughs> that I had in the bed in the, of the truck with, with the, the coon. Where the coon was. But the, the coon, coon was in a cage. Reached out and grabbed that whatever it was the bibs and it was just had that thing riddled <laughs> junk he, he reached through you the couldn't side patch of the cage it it was junk and pulled the brand new set of uh, bibs piece by piece through that holes which is only about one inch <laughs> diameter and chewed a hole in nine million different places on that it day. was way more funny for me than it was matt he was so mad he he had a brand new <laughs> peter's horseshoeing hat and it was up you know the the truck was jacked up so Matt couldn't reach it to hit the cage or the coon. So he took his hat off and he went, you son of a... And he threw it at the coon. The coon looked up at him, <laughs> pulled the hat over, <laughs> and, and started all- gnawing on it while we were watching it. <laughs> we couldn't even stop it in time. He already had the hat chewed up. Before I could get in the truck bed and get him off. I'm surprised he didn't shoot it right there in the bed. <laughs> I'll show you. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> That was a good time. Yeah. Well, for me. <laughs> it wasn't so fun. <laughs> We're still talking about it, though, so it was worth whatever you paid for this bib. I had a hat, half a hat left, and a pair of bibs that had 9,000 holes in it. <laughs> oh, boy. One night I was out, and I had a, that Mike dog, and he would hunt deep. And uh, I could hear him treat. I'd clear up on the ridge. I lost him. I used to have one of those beepers with the antenna. I, I, re- ha- I remember those. I didn't have a GPS like I have now. I was little whenever he would. Yeah, you'd have a little now, antenna. You would fold it out. Yeah. Just point it. And when you beep, pointed it in beep. the direction, it would beep. It'd beep faster where he was at. Yes. So I, Nowadays, you have a screen that you could tell GPS. 400 yards that way. And it has an arrow that points right to it. Yeah, it spoils you. It spoils you now. It does. Well, anyway, I go clear out the ridge. I don't know where he was at. I got that beeper. I can't hear him. I finally get to the point, and I'm like, boy, it's kind of muffled, but he's treed. I can hear him good. So I get walk clear back to the truck, clear down there. It's like a half an hour later, 45 minutes later. He's still treed, but he's right behind a house trailer. <laughs> There's not one light on. There's a house up the road, a house down the road, you know, pull lights on. This trailer... Is it abandoned? It might have a pull light. I don't know, but it's black. I got to go up there and get my dog. 
So I'm like, I don't even like in this. You know what I mean? It's it's midnight or one, whatever. That's some sketchy stuff. Right He's there. treed on a tree, on a four-inch tree, sapling, whatever, that was right up the wall of the house trailer. Oh, my God. Slicker and a whistle. Wasn't no coon there. What are you thinking? You know what <laughs> I mean? Come and get me three miles later. You know, I was mad, but scared at the same time. Like, what's? I hope there's nobody here. Yeah. So once I get to the trailer, I'm like, I got to get out of here. So I ran to him, snapped the leash on. I saw there was no coon. And right here was a window on the trailer. And why I looked, I have no idea. But right when I turned to look, there was a man looking out the window at me. <laughs> yeah. Right? He, he was 12 <laughs> inches from me. If he had knocked on that window, I'd probably still be laying there. I... Uh, what? What? You know what I mean? I screamed. I don't know how many times I screamed bad words as I ran to the truck. My whole body was like, Hah! you know what I mean? To this day, you carry a, an extra pair of britches in the pan. In the truck, don't you? Uh, I carry a pistol on each hip. No, no just kidding. <laughs> oh, about that. Uh, I thought of this the other day. I went coon hunting with a buddy of mine. Uh, snow on the ground. It was the first couple of years I had a coon dog, and so I didn't really know what we were doing. It was just, it was season, so we were hunting. Didn't matter what the weather. We turned the dogs loose, and he's got more clothes on than he needs. He's a bonable snowman, right? It's cold out, I get it, but he's dressed like he's going bow hunting, going to sit all day. Well, whatever, everybody's different. And uh, we start walking towards the dogs, and he, he just veers off to the left. And I'm like, where in the hell are you going? The dogs are over here. And he goes, oh, I got to take care of some business. It's like, hey, whatever, take your time and hurry up. We got to go, you know? So here he comes back, fully dressed, whatever. I don't know how long it was. It was longer than I thought it should take. But we go. Hell, it means one thing. We go shoot the coon out. <laughs> or... I don't know if we dug him out of a hole. I don't even remember what happened other than it was a long hike to the dogs and we're coming back to the truck. We're talking and walking and talking and walking and all of a sudden he veers off to the right. And I said, where are you going now? You got to go again? He says, no. He says, I'm going to go get my socks. <laughs> and I said, your socks. <laughs> he says... That's why I always wear two pair of socks, he said. And those are brand new. He says, I ain't going to leave them. Oh, my God. I was like, you better tuck and roll those things and put them in your coat. I don't want any of that in my truck. Do you understand me? And he didn't understand why I was freaking out. It's a pair of socks. Here's a dollar. Go buy another pair. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I've never used a pair of socks to wipe before. I don't but if you know. did, you would leave them. Yeah, yeah. you wouldn't get yes. them. Yes, yes. You'd leave them. <laughs> I think the first time I ever did like any type of hunting or anything with you, I looked in your ammo bag. And I'm like, what's the roll of toilet paper for? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you got near your roll of toilet paper. I'm like, oh, I never thought about that. <laughs> I got a roll of, to roll of toilet paper everywhere I go. Every uh, every hunting truck I've ever had, that's what I have What's in the glove box. It's a necessity for yep. sure. I've hunted a long time, and I've maybe went three times in the woods. I don't know what's the matter with you people. <laughs> but my brother, every time he'd go hunting, he'd come back with a pocket missing, a, <laughs> a hoodie, the hood missing on my oh good my sweatshirt. 
And, and he always, why are you wearing my clothes? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Where are yours? If you're going to tear them up. <laughs> the, the pocket ripped off the hoodie. Oh, my God. He was good at it. Oh but he, he went, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Right, guys, right? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. I drive semi for a living, so uh, I, I know the the panic that you get whenever you gotta get you gotta get somewhere. I understand. Quick. I understand. Quick, you gotta quick. get somewhere quick. You're pulling over pretty quick. <laughs> uh, the worst thing is that you know there was, you pass a sign that says next rest area sixty miles. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, right, bro. you ain't making it. I ain't making it. Man, pawing up. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that's good. Is that why I saw a five gallon bucket in your truck? Oh, you, did, you forgot the snap on lid that's on there too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, back to the coon hunting story. <laughs> like I say, you could tell a story every time you go, but uh, you were talking about being right on top of the house we had uh coon dog street right behind a guy's house and it had a two track through a grass field to the house so the, the guy was not you could tell he didn't get very many very much company <laughs> so we go and we knock at the door the light flips on in the front front room and it's like you know it, it, every time you have to ask to get permission it's always one or two o'clock in the morning and you're waking somebody <laughs> up so you know that they're ticked off whenever they come to the door every time unless the lights are off and he's just looking out the window at you <laughs> about social anxiety so, so the light flips on in the living room and i see the guy go over to the corner of the house and he grabs the 12 gauge <laughs> and, he, and he's by a set of steps and he reaches over and he grabs the shells and he loads it <laughs> in the magazine while you're knocking i'm standing at the front door looking through the window at him. <laughs> then i see him <laughs> he chambers around and it, the door opens real slow with the gun barrel out the door. What do you want? I was, I'm thinking, this is it. I'm done. He's about ready to see the other side. So all I did was tell him my name and what we wanted, and he chuckled, and he put the gun down and said, yeah, go ahead. It's fine. You <laughs> but it was like I'm, my heart's like fluttering in the meantime. Oh, yeah. I mean, it took, it took him like a minute to put all – he put every round in the gun that he could. I'm just picturing him making eye contact with you while he's doing this. Uh, but but you have to picture the guy too which i left out of the story he's got a beard down to here and he's got real long hair and he's like spooky looking it was it was just spooky looks like somebody that would shoot (laughs) (laughs) oh boy that was that was a pretty spooky night but didn't last very long. He, yeah. he he said it was okay. We could get our dogs, but and it that would happen just about every night that you go coon hunting. The dogs always end up somewhere they're not supposed to be. That's why I usually sneak in the best I can 
until somebody hollers, then you got to go. <laughs> I usually tried to knock at the door. Well, I did that a couple times, and I didn't it, like it, any it, part it of it. It doesn't work out very well a lot of times. And I thought, they're scared. I'm scared. You stay in the house. I'll get my dog, and I'll be gone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I got to go talk to somebody in their pajamas, they're going to be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, you know. There's there's one story that you told, I remember. Um. A dog treed in thick, thick brush. Yeah. and cut You know out. what story I'm talking about? I think so. All right, go ahead. And me and my brother had to go get our dogs. We turned loose where we had permission, clear up over the hill. We drive around. We're like, oh, we think they're treed. We had the, the old beeper collar, so we wasn't sure. We drive around, and they're digging in a hole in the middle of a greenbrier, multiflower rose patch where it was cut out. Thicker and thicker neck. Oh, I just really wanted to leave them. But <laughs> anyhow, we couldn't. So we didn't go to the house. We didn't go to the door. We're like, this guy probably owns a 100-foot square patch. And that's fine. But he thinks he probably owns this whole hill. But we got to get the dogs. Yeah. So we crawled. And we'd stand up. And then we got to crawl. I'm digging through the brush with my rifle. We get the dogs out of the hole while we're on our belly. We crawl back out. We get back towards the end and starting to thin back out. But we took a shorter path. I'm like, we're going to the yard. I'm not going back <laughs> twice as far. Try to sneak in. He knows, the, dude, the dude's yard. He knows we're here. If he don't by now, he's sleeping and it's good. So we're going to go <laughs> to the yard. So I'm leading my dog and I'm beating briars with my rifle. <laughs> my brother's right behind me with his dog and right when i get to the the yard there he stands on the edge of the briars about where that gator head is with the shotgun no light doesn't say nothing he's just big bearded guy with a shotgun and i'm expecting him not to be there because i haven't heard anything I haven't seen a light and i just went <laughs> he don't move i'm like who is this guy you know I, I, it scared me so bad i didn't say hey Corey, there's a guy here i screamed first <laughs> you know Corey. <laughs> i scared him oh we come up out of there and i'm trying to explain to him we turn loose over the hill our dogs are digging in this hole we don't want to be here we would never hunt here on purpose you know he says you guys seem like a couple nice guys <laughs> and i'm going <laughs> and Corey's looking at him he says anytime you boys want to come over here and hunt you just stop at the house and let me know you're here <laughs> and i'm like he what don't you understand we don't want to be here <laughs> We won't be back. Thanks, but we won't be back. There's, there's certain parts of the country that you want to avoid at all costs with a coon dog because if it has green briars cut out, if it's been logged, you avoid that like the plague. Every time you get close to it, your dog's going to be in the middle of it in a, in a hole, and you're going to have to crawl in there and get it back out. Yes, sir. Yeah. That was a story I was talking about. That was a story <laughs> I wanted to hear. Oh my gosh, scared! I'm still my heart still. <laughs> yeah, we've had times getting cold, have to stop and build a fire. 
one time I had another dog that uh, Coon climbed on top of a dog's head in a strip pit pond, and I had to I, sh I shot the Coon off the dog, didn't kill the Coon, or actually it killed the Coon, but my dog was pretty close to drowning. It couldn't it couldn't get out, so I had to jump in this ice cold muck. There was snow on the ground, and the and I was up to my chest in water. And I grabbed the hold of the dog and got it to the bank. Of course, we're about two miles from the truck. <laughs> so I start stripping the clothes off as fast as I can and wringing them out, trying to get as much water as I can out. Hmm. We started marching for the truck. We, by the time I got to the truck, I had the keys and I couldn't, I was shaking too bad. <laughs> I couldn't get the key in the hole. <laughs> Finally, I got the key in there, got the door unlocked, got in there, and I always carry an extra set of clothes. And I was uh, hypothermic as you could get without killing over. Turned the heater on, stripped the clothes off, got the spare set of clothes, put them on, and went right to another spot and kept right on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys have way more drive than I do. I, I couldn't have these experiences. That one, that last one would just turn me off completely. I would never, uh, I would probably never touch again. No, I'd be selling my dogs. I well, would never. I had, I had a good dog. He just went the wrong way. <laughs> we had lots of guys, friends that would hunt with us once. Once. Yeah. Yep. Our cousin hey, Rob. Hey, go coon hunt again? Nope. <laughs> what turned Rob off? What would Rob? Well, like, me and Corey used to hunt all the time, no matter what the weather. We we just went, and it was snowing, it was cold, it was January. We probably shouldn't have been out there. We hiked around for a couple hours and just froze and never shot a coon. We dropped Rob back off at his house. and He says, hey, he says, next time you guys go hunting, you know, I'm thinking he's going to say, call me. He goes, don't be calling me. <laughs> and that was the last time he ever went coon hunting with <laughs> Oh, good Lord. Yeah, we ruined a lot of good guys trying to take him coon hunting. Yep. Yep. Get into skunks or... Huh. Oh, man, I could just imagine that. Skunks? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, you have a young dog. Something comes, you never really think comes about. Comes across a skunk, and it's fighting a skunk, and you have to go in and get the dog off the skunk to get it yeah. back to the truck. There's no good way to go about that. There is no good way. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many change of clothes you got. Yeah. After that. No. Possum can ruin a good night, too. Yep. Yep. Well, the same dog, that Mike dog... He never touched a possum. He run deer, but then he got over up and started training coon after he'd run a deer. He was night champion. And I was hunting one night, and he ran into a possum out in the field, and he enjoyed the heck out of that, baying it, chewing on it, baying it, chewing on it before I could get there. I thought, oh, man, this could be a problem because he seemed to enjoy it. I didn't think nothing of it that Friday night. I mean, if you're hunting a night champion cast, if you tree a possum, you're scratched. Scratched. Go home. You're eliminated. If it's a, a registered cast before you're a night champion, they just minus you. So he's now a night champion. My first night champion cast, I had first and first on a possum. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, Scratch you. Scratch him. And the, the best part was I had sold another dog to a guy, a good buddy of mine, Gene Flynn. <laughs> he was in my cast. And I was laughing. I, I told Gene about that possum. I said, boy, I hope he don't trigger any possum tonight. It might ruin our hunt. <laughs> Here I had first and first with Mike 
on a possum. Oh, my God. Hey, if so, I remember right. All three of us had to go home. Oh, jeez. If I remember right, that Mike dog was a litter mate to Rudder. Rudder, yep. Yeah, it was. Yep. Yeah, they were brother and sister. Yeah. Yep. They so, were both good <clears throat> I was hoping to find a possum and maybe tune him up or something before the next week. But I went to Philly, and I'm guiding night champion cast. First and first, possum again. Back-to-back Fridays, first dump, gone. Go home. Oh, man. So I said, hey, this is my hunting spot. I said, I'm going to go to the truck, get a gun, knock that possum out, and work on this dog. If any of you want to wait around, you can enjoy it with me. (laughs) And this one guy goes, thank God, buddy. He says, I'll wait for you. (laughs) Well, this other couple, there was a man and woman with slick had their kennels on their back of their coat they were from pennsylvania the woman didn't appreciate my gesture (laughs) and she hollered at me the whole way back to the truck i'm gonna get you barred i'm turning you into the humane society i'm whatever hey whatever you want to do i'm gonna wait till you leave and then i'm gonna take care of it so i had to wait till she left went in there i mean that guy you know took care of it he never treated a possum again. <laughs> yep, a lot of times them dogs only need one, one bad experience with a off game, and they won't do it again. Yep. It's like I tried to I tried to explain to somebody yesterday because um, my dog was doing something he shouldn't have done, and I I got smacked him on the butt, and they're like, "Why do you smack your dog?" I'm like, "Well." It doesn't doesn't matter which way. This is like one of those like liberal ladies that is part of my family for some reason. But uh, can't pick your relatives. She ain't never going to watch this. I don't care. You can't pick your relatives. No. But uh, she's like, why do you smack your dog? And she's getting all like, it doesn't matter what you do with your dog, whether you're going to tone them or uh, you're going to use a whistle or you're going to smack them or shock them. It doesn't matter. Whichever avenue you choose you got to have some sort of negative reinforcement to make your dog do what you want to do. So it is what it is, you know. You, you got to do what you got to do. You the, dog, do the dog's going to just keep doing what the dog thinks his, he wants to do until you tell him right. you can't do that. And if you can't figure it out, he's going to be miserable or make you miserable. Right. Yeah. So then somebody else will be feeding him. And it's, it's the same way with your kids, too. You got you to gotta yeah. time out or you smack their butts. Or if you're in 1989, you probably use a paddle, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, there's, that's just what I was just about to say. A lot of dogs are like children. If they'll, yeah. If they start getting it. away with something and you don't correct it, then they'll, they'll get away never, with it. They'll never stop doing that. Yeah. And you would think that lady, know it with the like the kennel and everything, and then she's she's in that atmosphere. She would understand that a little bit more. You would think. You think. Yeah. I was very surprised. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. You got to do what you got to do. Yep. But, uh, yeah. You uh, want to tell them about your duck hunting in the boat? Still water? <laughs> <laughs> we're we going were, duck hunting stories now, huh? We, we were trying to take. First time we ever went. We were trying to take it. We had two hours left. Wait a minute. I'm not trying to give Matt all the credit, but it, it was all his idea. <laughs> <laughs> we had two hours left of daylight <laughs> and unfortunately we picked a four hour float <laughs> oh god oh, no. 
He, t- I remember him telling me like it was yesterday. She only takes an hour and a half, two hours, and we'll be right back to our truck because <laughs> we dropped off a truck, you know, down the way. And go ahead. Drove another truck around. Floated to it. We get in. Tried to float to it. Tried to. We tried to float, but here the river was down. Way down. Lower than normal. (laughs) So we're dragging bottom half the time, so we have to keep getting out. And and if if we're not dragging bottom, we come across the fallen tree across the creek. (laughs) So we got to get out and pull the boat over top of it. It was a workout. We had to keep getting out. And it was a rowboat, so we're rowing. And we're rowing on the the bottom of the boat drug most of the way. <laughs> you can just hear the rock. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're, we're about two hours into this. We know we have, it's getting dark. And then we know we have at least two hours to go. <laughs> and the okay, now, wait a minute. And the, go wait, ahead. Wait a minute. This is the best part because I was thinking it was kind of funny. Well, it was Matt's idea, and it wasn't working. Nothing was working. We'd see the ducks every turn. Hey, there they are. We're gonna get right there. They are. And by the time you get up to them, you drag bottom. They'd take flight oh. and go to the next bend. Yeah. And then they would sit Just there. They sit there and swim around like ah, here they come again. <laughs> well, in I mean, out of the boat, out of the boat. All we did was carry the boat back in the water, carry the boat, and we're that- dragging bad one time, so it's automatic. We got to get out. Well, I'm kind of half chuckling anyway, <laughs> quietly. And it takes a lot to get Matt mad. He's the most <laughs> easygoing guy I know. But he was getting hot. And I went to get up, and he goes, sit down. <laughs> and I'm like, what did I do? You know? <laughs> I'm going to run through this. And he went, ah, boom. Busted it off. Oh, no. Now, now we have- we're up shit creek with one paddle. Just like the story says, you know? Two hours from the truck. It's dark, and we're still two hours from the truck. Oh, no he, flashlights. And this isn't a kayak or a canoe. You know, it's a it's a John boat. So he's going... Because <laughs> we got one and a half paddles left. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh my god. We, we finally made it back, but it was pitch dark. No flashlights, no <clears throat> didn't have cell phones in. You turn your flashlight on because you, so you can see where you're going. None of that. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was, it was a good time though. Did you ever go duck hunting again after that? Not with Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I fixed it just like we fixed our cousin Rob. <laughs> Hey, if I remember right, we got back way late. It's it's I don't know nine o'clock. I don't know. It was late, late, and we're we're sitting in the kitchen eating. Correct me if I'm wrong. Matt says, "I forgot to call Wendy." That was his girlfriend at the time, and I'm like, "What's well, a little late?" You know, he says, "I think we were supposed to go to a movie or something." <laughs> <laughs> and he's he called her. I'm sitting there eating whatever we were eating. And you can just hear, where have you been? You know? <laughs> and Matt's going like this, oh, man. So that lasted longer than I thought it would. And then he hung up because she's like, I don't even want you to come over. So he hangs up, and I said, hey, you want to go coon hunting? He's like, we might as well. So I ran home and got my dogs, came back down, and we went coon hunting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yep. You're right. That's what happened. Go. 
Oh, that was a great day. Yeah. We got our exercise. That's for that's sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh shoot. Well, I'll tell you what, I think it's, uh, we gotta get you back, get them ducks in. Yeah. Yeah. So we better wrap this up here real quick. Um, well, Dan, I, I appreciate you coming out and sharing the stories with us. It's, sure. It's was he pretty full, hilarious. Is he full of stories? Yeah, I'd say so. He's got more. Let me tell you. He's got more we'll stories. Let's get you out here again. <laughs> definitely, I get you in this deer camp. <laughs> the, the, the deer drive. That's going to be fun. Every, yeah. Here, the last year, every time we go hunting, like Tucker said, we end up telling more stories than we do hunting. Like, that's the most yeah. fun. The, I tell Matt, I'm not coming if you're not going to be my guy. Don't be sloughing me off on somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Tyson did a couple of our hunts. He's awesome too. He but you know, blowing smoke up. Don't don't say that too loud. Yeah, he, he's a good dude. No, no, you're not supposed and, to say that. And you wouldn't be able to skin those birds near as uh, fast if it was wasn't for all my tips. Yeah, you got to. He he point gives me pointers. Every time I cleaning. come down, I read up on it, and give him one more little niche. <laughs> and then he pays me. If it wasn't for <laughs> if it wasn't for Dan, I wouldn't even be cleaning birds. You know. Nope, you'd be like, oh, have to do it yourself. <laughs> Well, shoot. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll wrap this up here. Um, as always, be a friend. Tell a friend about us. Uh, you find us on YouTube and uh, Instagram, um, Triple T Outdoors. And then our uh, our email, if you want to reach out, ask any questions or anything like that, uh, outdoorstt at gmail.com. Tell us some of your stories, your hunting stories. Yeah, share some pictures with us. and uh, We're hoping somebody killed some geese or some Yeah, more, more than four. It's uh, Roger killed four this Roger morning. Roger killed four this morning, yeah. I think I'm going to get some of those breasts and make uh, pastrami with them. Oh, yeah? For him. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that. But yeah, that's uh, we're, we're on the hunt this year of making Canadian geese taste good. And it's pretty hard. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, good luck. We're trying. We're trying. <laughs> like, hey, I hear you boil it once like you normally would. Dump the water out, put fresh water in, boil it the second time. Day and night difference. Seriously. For real? For real. I know the best way to fix it. Oh, God. Don't, we don't want to hear your... Oh. Put it in a frying pan of butter, lightly done on one side, lightly done on the other side. You take it and you throw it away and you eat the frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, guys, we're out of here. Let's we'll see, see you guys next time. Triple T out. Yeah.